0: grassroots marketing on cannabisradio.com proudly presents the uscc expo experience featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers exhibitors and attendees from the united states cannabis conference and expo and now the uscc expo experience only on cannabisradio.com
1: Hey guys and welcome to the USCC Expo speaker interview series hosted by your evolved thinkers Charlotte Park and Bailey Depp. This episode features Casey Connell, the president and head grower
2: of Contender Gardens, a family operated commercial grow facility created from years of research and development that hand selects the finest cannabis
1: strains and always puts patients first. Casey will be one of three panelists discussing cultivation and the new age of commercial grow operations. Come learn about how commercial growers can increase yield with the latest technologies and techniques and learn how to successfully grow in the state of Florida. All right, well, thank you so much, Casey, for joining us today. We are so excited to meet you next
2: week at the USCC Expo in Miami. Um, Have you guys been preparing for it?
0: Yes, I have. I'm, I'm excited. I appreciate you guys having me. I um, am pretty prepared, just finishing the uh, the PowerPoint.
2: Oh, nice. Oh, well, we're excited to hear about um, the cultivation, or was it, the new age of commercial grow operations. So
1: Bailey, take so, it away. Yeah, so first, um, what are kind of some high-level topics that you hope to cover in this session? Um, what are some of the topics that commercial growers specifically might benefit from attending this discussion.
0: Yeah. You know, um, what I'm going to talk about, I might have to cut it a little short because we're uh, we're on a panel of three, but um, what I was going to speak about was um, perpetual harvest and implementing those and the the pros um, doing perpetual harvest. I was going to do a small, real brief talk on the importance of research and development and strain selection. And then I was going to go right into my biocontrol um, speech. We use um, beneficial insects here at my farm, and I have a background in, in biological controls. And so being pesticide-free, uh, using beneficials as preventatives, and, and trying to grow a clean, clean cannabis, which I think is, is huge, and, and the future of cannabis.
2: How hard is it to, I guess, grow clean cannabis?
0: Uh, how is it?
2: how hard is it to grow it it sounds like it's a very extensive process but at the same time what would you differentiate between clean cannabis and non-clean cannabis
0: yeah that's a good question so it is very difficult to grow pesticide free and uh, and a lot of times it might take a a state-of-the-art facility where you have air curtains and multiple rooms and that facility that's built out perfect you know uh, um, you have um, negatives in your hallways positive in your grow rooms um, and uh, I mean honestly it's it's a challenge it's it costs more biological controls aren't cheap and a lot of these come from Europe or Canada so shipped in uh, having your environmental controls are are pretty crucial being able to adjust humidity temperature um, you know knowing what to use what biologicals to use in different environments if it's in your vegetative state or flowering state or if you're growing outside in in hot uh, arid conditions or or if you have a controlled environment so uh it's definitely more expensive and very difficult um there's a lot of factors that we can't control, you know mother nature or seasons um storms um there's just um, a lot of factors that that you know employees and and where they go and come and if they have gardens in their basements and things like that um, so but it's uh, it it definitely definitely differentiates contender gardens with a lot of the farmers in, in our area and probably nationwide and we uh, we strongly believe in it and we we've always put the consumer and the customer or the patient first and um, you know when you think of extraction and and pesticides and how that gets compounded in your end product uh, that can be very dangerous. Uh, and uh, in our state, it's a problem. Uh, and the truth is, because cannabis has been on Schedule One all these years, we truly don't even know if organic pesticides are harmful or not. I mean, there really hasn't been that research. Uh, so neem oil or some of these other organic or horticulture oils that are completely organic. Uh, I mean, we're not smoking potatoes and broccoli, and so uh, there is still a lot of research to be done. So uh, we, we really don't know the the effects or how safe an organic pesticide is.
2: Okay, well, you've got a very extensive background in this industry. It's a, uh, I saw that you've been growing since 2001, which is amazing. I guess it's probably been one of the newest and fastest-growing industries in the U.S., which is insane to be able to continue and succeed in it. So how has the commercial grow-up industry changed over the last few years or decade?
0: Yeah, well, for what what I've noticed, and especially in our industry here, the regulated industry, it really comes down to be about your overhead. Um, it's very labor-intensive. We're under a lot of other fixed costs, like you know, the compliance, uh, quality control, so we have this fixed overhead that say we didn't have before right if it was in medical days uh, during when medical was unregulated or even the black market days when there was none of that um so we've adjusted our sale pretty quickly as we've watched what's happened in our state uh, in my state you know prices have plummeted we have a surplus uh so it really becomes about your overhead and efficiency and Um, and so one of the things we did is we switched all our lights over to LEDs and ceramics to try to cut that, uh, that bill down or almost in half. Um, we've taken a different approach on growing smaller plants. Um, so just more of them. So that, that means less labor, that's less plant maintenance, that's less transplanting, less soil, um, and quicker turnaround. So, uh, in some instances, less space, I guess if, if, um, Space rec- represents time, and as you grow your plants out, they would require more space. Um, so we've really had to to look at um, making this work for us, so we have margins. And one of the things that Contender Gardens did in last October is we built a commercial kitchen, and now we're making edibles. Uh, there's there's um, there's great margins there for us, and not so much on the flower side of things. When when everybody every farm has flower and is competing. With flour, uh, not everybody has a kitchen, and um, and so that's kind of what we've done, and we've just been trying to weather the storm uh, as of today. And every state is different, so, um, but I, I can see that as time goes by and the states turn and and it becomes legal, that this will happen in many states, uh, and depending on how the state implements their laws and their canopy and. I think it will make a, a huge difference on the success of the farmer.
1: Edibles, that's so interesting and fun. So so over the yeah. past year, I guess we've seen a lot of issues and challenges kind of unfold within the cannabis industry, um, specifically in Florida as of recently. Um, so what would you say is going to be the biggest barrier for cannabis growers in Florida or even in the U.S. in general over the next year?
0: Yeah, I follow Florida pretty carefully. I think, um, you know, I'll go back to this again. I think one of the barriers, Florida has a, a great population of elderlies and retirees. Uh, medicine's gonna play a huge role in pesticide-free cannabis or oils, concentrates. However, they're using their medicine, I think being clean is, is gonna be a huge role in, in helping the patient. Um well, on the cultivation side, I think uh, Florida might have, you know, you're, it's so hot and humid there that I think there might be some struggles with, uh, you know, I think the wet walls that people people would implement in greenhouses would, would have to be substantially larger uh, to keep that uh, temperature down. And, and even strain selection, I think uh, it's important to find those strains that are, are hardy and aren't uh, susceptible to m- pathogens, mold, mildew, uh, during, in that high humidity environment. And uh, also pests might be an issue in, in higher humidity areas so that I could see that being... There'll be different pests than, than say, some pests that that affect us.
2: And I never even thought about the I mean, humidity.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so your humidity... So, you know, your dehumidifiers will probably have to be um, something that you'll have to increase in your formula for... For what goes in goes out, say with with water, you'll have to probably up that formula so you can keep the humidity stable, and same with the wet walls in greenhouses. you're going to have to have larger wet walls. That's what I see uh, happening.
2: Oh wow, that's probably gonna slow down the increase of grow ups in Florida. I just it's so yeah, humid. Talk about
1: overhead I know
2: I was there for a that's... week and I'm just drenched in sweat nonstop. <laughs>
0: I would hope, that too, that uh, Florida allows, uh, you know, smokable flour. I could see that being something that will happen definitely by 2020. I, I anticipate that.
2: That is awesome. We have our fingers crossed and our toes because Florida is one roller rollercoaster of emotions. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen within the grow-up industry within the next decade? So it's obviously become a very expensive market right now. So do you think it's gonna become more consolidated, different grow ups or people are gonna have more independent boutique style grow ups? How do you think that's going to pan out?
0: I think we will see larger players coming in with deep pockets and forcing some of the smaller boutiques out or or forcing those smaller farmers to come together and consolidate. Uh, prices dropping, you know, prices plummeting, uh, kind of like you see in you know the, with the Walmart uh, scenario. Um, I don't think necessarily we have to wait till federal legalization to see some big players come in. I think that corporate America will and has already um, crept in, so I, I do see that happening. Um, it will affect quality. Growing at a large scale might. Uh, might affect you know you don't have the, the means to baby each plant, um, but I do still think there'll be some some quality cannabis on the market on the cultivation side, I do see more indoor growing becoming more and more something of the past. So I would see more and more people growing in greenhouses, uh, controlled environment greenhouses uh, due to the overhead and the cost. That's something that that's already happening. I, I would say, across the the states that are legal. Oh, uh, I allowed. can imagine.
2: Oh, definitely. Well, that's going to be a very interesting thing to start watching out for in the next few years. Well, thank you. I think that's all we have time for right now, Casey, but it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you today, and thank you so much for educating our audience about cultivation. Um, can you quickly, in a few sentences, just... Tell them what you're going to be talking about and what time and day.
0: Uh, I believe it's um, Saturday. Uh, I believe it's 3 o'clock. And what I'm going to speak about is I'm going to go through quickly the benefits of perpetual harvest and setting yourself up for success, perpetuals and rooms, um, allowing you to have smaller veg rooms, and maybe even smaller dry rooms, allowing you to Get your leg up on R&D, so quicker harvest, more frequently, getting to learn what strains you like, what fertilizers you might like. There's lots of benefits to that. Having empty rooms all at once for sterilizing. I'm going to go in quickly on uh, the importance of research and development and strain selection, and I'm going to finish with a biological control topic. Uh, Indoor and outdoor and seasonal use of biological controls, temperature, humidity, uh, implementing them, um, talk a little bit about... uh, their life cycle and and um, how that all comes together with cannabis and, and agriculture growing.
2: Well, great. We look forward to hearing about it. We will be posting the link on the social media very soon. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute pleasure, Casey. We Thank look you forward so- to
1: meeting you at the expo in Miami next week. Thank you thanks. so much. You guys,
0: I'm really excited. So thanks for the opportunity.
1: <laughs> all right, bye, Have Casey. A good one. Thanks for listening, guys.
2: We love that you are interested about the cannabis space. So if you want to learn more about the thought leaders pioneering this cannabis industry, visit
1: EvolvedThinkingDigital.com. Catch your Evolved Thinkers and featured speakers at the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo in Miami, August 24th through the 26th, and get your passes at USCCExpo.com. Join a movement that keeps on growing.
0: Thank you for listening to the USCC Expo Experience. Only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.